I don't think you can truly fit in until you know who you are as a human being because fitting in and being aligned with who you are can be two different things. Comparison is like an axe. You can build a house or you can use it to chop your own leg off. One of them is useful for the world. One of them is terrible and detrimental and going to debilitate you for the rest of your life. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Next Level University where we teach you how to level up in your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. No matter where you are now or where you've been, there is a next level. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself and one world-class guest to help you get there. This podcast is proudly sponsored by our friend and mentor, David Meltzer of The Playbook Podcast. Amy, you want to do Q&A? Yes, I do. Let's do it. What advice would you give to young people who are trying to fit in as a natural part of the evolutionary process? Fire question. Go ahead, Alan. Uh, yeah, so I was on the phone with a client recently, and uh, she has three children. And one of them um, apparently won an award to, for the best at math in all of eighth grade across the entire country. Unbelievable. And I remember basically saying like, this person reminds me a lot of me, but different, obviously. Um, I really want to encourage you to let them be more them. Uh, because I, growing up, was definitely naturally inclined for math and academics. And and when I got to WPI, which is a tech school, one of the top tech schools in the world, I, I felt like, oh my God, these are my people. And I finally felt like I belonged and it, and it made everything change for me. And so if someone is young and they feel like they want to fit in, I think what you need to try to do is explain that fitting in is not only not good for your long-term success and fulfillment, it's actually, um, it's going to stop you from it. Your unique strengths. That's like Michael Phelps trying to be a bodybuilder, right? He's, he's a tall, lanky swimmer. He's supposed to be a swimmer. And that's like, you know, the most successful bodybuilder in the world is Phil Heath. That's like Phil Heath trying to like, I don't know, be a marathon runner, right? It, it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. Um, and, and so it's important for, for young people to know that they don't need to fit in. Find your people and then you'll finally feel like you belong. And, and yes, you want to be well-rounded and you want to meet other people. But, but if you're not valued, if you're not being valued, you really got to find where you are valued. I wish that I had known that earlier. And Alan and I have been talking a lot about that and reflecting on school. And it's like all of the the quote unquote popular people aren't doing what we're doing. I don't think they, and again, it's it depends on the person, right? But like fitting in in middle school and high school is not nearly as important as finding what you're passionate about after. It's just when you're in school and you're growing up, everything seems like it's the end of the world. I remember like, who am I going to sit with at lunch? I'm going to sit by myself. Everybody's going to make fun of me. And it's like, that's okay. That's okay. I don't think you can truly fit in until you know who you are as a human being because fitting in and being aligned with who you are can be two different things. And it's just, it's easy for us to understand that now, I think retrospectively looking back. But a lot of the people who are quote unquote popular and fit in high school just don't have the lives I want. So Alan and I actually stand out more than we ever have. But like Alan said, we fit in in the groups that we really want to fit in with. So figure out who you want to fit in with and then work 
very hard, very consistently and very intentionally with making that happen. The world will try to convince you that you should be more like them. Sometimes the world should be more like you. Be the change you wish to see in the world. And I told my client that. I said, honestly, your son sounds amazing. And if anything, the world should be more like him, not the other way around. Fire. My brain will automatically compare in any situation. What's the first step I can take to stop allowing that to be my initial reaction? Mm. Recognize it. Recognize it when it's happening. And then practice. Uh, practice shutting that down, that that down, and, and go to gratitude. Go somewhere else. Curiosity, I think. Yeah. Curiosity. Because it's. I think it's one of those things of like, comparing I think is okay. It's what you do with it. What you do with it. What is the comparison breed? So I told Alan this recently. I said, I need to know where we fall in comparison to other podcasters for our overall podcast retention. Right. My first thing is comparison also. I'm always comparing myself to other people. But it's can you compare yourself to other people with the faith that you can get the result that they have versus are you comparing yourself to other people based on the lack and saying I'm never going to get what they have. So I think that's an important thing too is like for some people I think comparison motivates them. For sure. If it holds you back then that's that second thing of like okay why am I doing this and what am I actually comparing to? Is it the result that they have? Is it the level of happiness I assume they have? Is it the money I think they have? Is it the level of significance, the level of influence? What are we actually comparing to? And then you can dig deeper into like, well, why is that something that you value? I think that's an important, I think that's an important step. And like Alan said, it's something that you have to work on consistently. Awareness is always the first step. And then what you do with it is up to you. One more tangible example. I, uh, I had a client early on in my coaching journey, fitness coaching, who is a female. She dropped dead gorgeous. 10 out of 10, absolutely gorgeous. Had zero self-confidence and didn't think she was good looking at all. At all. It, w- it would blow your mind if you knew who I was talking about. I'm telling you, authentically, she didn't think she was good looking. She didn't think she was attractive. The entire world thinks she's beautiful and she doesn't feel beautiful. Just understand that your emotions are lying to you regularly. Intuition tells the truth. Emotions are very, you got to be careful. You know, emotions are trying to tell you something, but if you misinterpret them. So for example, regret. If you have a regret, that's your emotions saying, hey, don't do that again. Or next time, speak your truth. Or next time, make a better decision. It's not a bad thing. It just feels bad when we shame and guilt and get stuck. Um, So just understand it's really important that that if you're comparing, you're comparing rationally, logically. Um, we compared earlier to a podcaster, John Lee Dumas, who's ex- extremely successful in podcasting. And I told Kevin that I think we'll have the most profitable podcast in history. Um, and I do believe that. And I know we will. It's just a matter of time and work ethic and discipline and adding value to the globe. But it motivated me seeing they have the numbers posted. Like it motivated me, but that isn't how everyone is. So is it inspiring you or is it, and is it motivating you? If it's inspiring you and motivating you, like keep it up seriously. Um, If it's not just try hard to focus on the small wins in your real life rather than, and yeah, try to learn, learn. If something turn your comparison into curiosity, I think Kevin said that earlier. Like if someone's inspiring you, and they're, they have a wonderful life. It didn't fall out of the sky. Go find out how they did it. 
you'll either find out that it's not real and it's fake and it's a show or you'll find out it's real and that they're doing something behind the scenes that you're not doing just like what i did i pulled the thing out like a lot of people didn't know that's what we were doing it's interesting too because like if you value what the person has you can find a way to get it right at least your own unique flavor yes maybe you're not as smart I'm not as, again, I, I say this all the time, but I think it's important. I'm not as intellectually intelligent as Alan. I'm just not. But I have other things that Alan might not. And I think that's an important thing is if I compare, okay, I am this, Alan is this, then I'm in for pain. But if I compare Alan is smart because he's read these books, which one of these books interests me? It's a completely different game. Right. You dig? I do. Good. Strong work. You better dig it. <laughs> Are there key indicators you've been able to recognize through coaching or otherwise when people have fake confidence to compared to true confidence? If so, what are they and how can we recognize them? Fire question. Right. My goodness. Uh, we did an episode on the four types. If anyone, whoever asked that question, if you didn't listen to do you know what it was called? I'll find out for you. Thank you. Um, the four types, they have to do with self-belief and self-worth. And Oh, yes. Hold on. I think it was that. Identifying a type two is really important. Um, uh no, I'm, I'm sorry. Is there a difference between self-belief and self-worth was the title? What was the number? Do you know? I've jeffed it. 725. So episode 725 to answer that question for anyone listening who's curious about this. Um, yeah, you can... I, I'm going to be honest. It took me 30 plus years. 30, honestly, 31 years to figure this out. <laughs> and I'm still working on it. Real confidence looks very different than fake confidence and you have to identify it. Um... Look for overcorrection. Look for lack of vulnerability. Look for um, someone who needs to be the leader all the time. Look for someone who can't be a student. Look for someone who's not open-minded and not curious. That person isn't actually confident. They're pretending to be. Uh, Emilia and I refer to this as the cloak of perception. You have to take the cloak of perception off. A lot of people are trying to pretend to be the expert because they know deep down they're really not. And we've all been guilty of this at times. Kevin and I call it the DE score, delusional entitlement. If you have a 10 out of 10 DE score, you are you are absolutely delusional. Um, remember, big goals and high self-worth with no action leads to delusion. Um, just look for delusion. Look for people who have a huge ego. And remember... The ego is the wolf in sheep's clothing. Insecurity creates ego. These are the people that have high self-worth, seemingly, but like they, it's like, is that real? It's not really based on merit. They're not really that hardworking. They're not really that consistent, right? They kind of tear other people down. Like, I don't get it. Like, why do they love themselves so much? They're kind of overweight, right? Just, just be careful. Be careful of the ego masking itself so that you don't know it's actually insecurity. This comes down to the bully, the bully in high school who's deeply insecure and is being probably hurt at home and, and takes it out on someone less powerful. Um, just be careful of that. I'll, I'll uh, do an, a simple answer. The people with real confidence don't have to try to steal yours. If, if somebody is like trying to tear you down and they are intimidated by your confidence, they don't have real confidence because you can only recognize confidence that you have or lower, really. Right. Like you can recognize somebody who's confident way in a way different way than I can because I'm not as confident as you. It's interesting. Justin Freeman, we mentioned him earlier. We were on a podcast and Kevin said something along the lines of, of the best rapper in the world. So Justin Freeman's a rapper and he wants to be the best rapper. Rap, what's his? Oh, uh, future rap, rap god. I said to him, I said, 
he said, I was in the room with Royce to five nine. Royce to five nine is a good friend with Eminem from Detroit, great rapper, world class. And I said, What if he told you that you were like the worst rapper ever? Like, would you keep going? And he's like, Of course I would. It wouldn't even bother me. And Alan's like, I knew the answer to that question before you even yeah. asked it. Alan can recognize confidence in a different way than I can. Tony Robbins could come up to me and say, You are the worst speaker I've ever seen in my entire life. And it wouldn't change my belief about myself whatsoever. I just think he's wrong. You know what I mean? It's it, it's not outside of me. Right? I'm sure if everyone said that, it would be different. But like, probably it's not. honestly probably not. Yeah. So yeah, that's real self-confidence. External self-confidence is not real. It's kind of like, well, if I get a lot, a lot of likes on this photo, then I think I'm good. So yeah, you got you to gotta look out for the inflated view of self. This is the narcissist um, quotient. You got to be careful. Narcissist quotient. Hi, my name is David London, and I'm the host of the Deskbound Therapy Podcast. I've been working with Alan and Kevin for the last two months with both business coaching and podcast coaching, and I've seen tremendous value and growth, not only in my business, but in my personal life and in my relationships, because their coaching has taught me to focus on so much more than just the business itself. It's really helped me level up, and every time things are going well, they really continually push me to reach the next level, and I definitely recommend working with them. They're such great people to work together. I have both met them personally, you know, in person at a live event, and gotten the opportunity to work with them closely online and communicate with them, and I listen to the podcast every day, so I definitely recommend checking out the podcast, check out their business coaching, if you, or their, you know, even just life coaching if you want to level up your mindset and your game and just be happier and healthier. I definitely recommend both Alan and Kevin at Next Level University. Do you believe that comparison can stem from being a safety defense in order to fit in and belong? Of course. Of course. I think at the end of the day, we all want to belong. And however many years ago, if you didn't belong and you didn't fit in, you got left behind and you most likely died a slow, painful death or a quick, painful death. And I just think we all want to belong. And oftentimes we have to compare ourselves to where we, if you're not comparing yourselves to see where you fit in, in terms of the statistical norm, then you might be slightly delusional and you won't have the awareness. But if that's what runs your life, if it's always, I have to do this because if I do this, I look like this and I fit in with this group of people, then you're basing your life off of other people and not yourself. And just speaking to what Alan said, you're not going, okay, speaking of the law of attraction, if you're always trying to fit in and you're comparing yourself to other people and acting in accordance with the way other people are acting, you're going to attract more of those people in and you're actually going to repel the people that you should be bringing into your life. Uh, remember this, people with fake confidence and fake self-worth avoid people who, ha who really have it uh, because they don't want to be outed. It's a little side note. But the original question was, do you believe that comparison can stem from being a safety defense in order to fit in and belong? I do believe that's where all ego comes from, positive and negative. So um, there's two negative forms of ego, in my opinion. There's the turtle shell, we talk about it all the time, and there's the puffer fish. The puffer fish inflates their view of self because they don't want to be found out and they don't, they're deeply insecure and they have to puffer fish up. So a puffer fish is not actually a dangerous fish. It like... It, it puffs up when a shark comes because it knows it's not as strong as a shark, but it, it pretends to be. Um, that's kind of what a lot of people do when they feel like they don't belong. Yes. Um, and then the other one is a turtle shell. I think both are a pain avoidance mechanism in our biology. I'm not going to get too scientific, but this is the quick rundown. 
if you convince yourself you're not good enough, you don't have to try. You don't have to fail. You don't have to stand up for what you believe in. You just convince yourself you're not good enough. It's a defense mechanism. Cognitive bias. Your mind convinces you you suck, so you don't even try. Because if you had to try, you'd have to grow, and you'd get pain. Pain avoidance tendency. And then the other one is like, I don't have to try because I'm already great. Both are avoiding action because action creates pain. Um, and both are avoiding being your true authentic self, which might create being ostracized from the tribe, which could lead to death, like Kevin mentioned. So yeah, 100%. Great question. Slow painful or quick That might have been Emilia that asked that. That was fire. One more, Amy. We'll hammer one more. Okay. It's going to be a quick All right. I wasn't, I wasn't sure. Lightning round. <laughs> All right. Um, are there ways that we can use comparison in a healthy way to help us reach our goals? Of course. I Like what I just did with Evan Carmichael. We are actually further along in terms of impact, and I don't know what Evan, what other things Evan was doing. We're further along than Evan Carmichael this long into our journey. That's great for me. Alan probably doesn't care. But for me, it's like, hell yeah, okay. I think for most people, if you can do it on a time perspective, I think that's where most people get lost. Of like, you're looking at... David Meltzer, our mentor, has been doing this for like a long, 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 long time. He's been doing this for a long time. Evan Carmichael's been doing this since, what did I say, 2009? Like that's, a, that's 12 years. That's a long time. So yes, if you're looking at it from an empowering way of, oh, honestly, this person's been doing it for five times as long as I have. I have a long way to go. I have plenty of time left. I think it's super, super helpful. If you're looking at it with a not enoughness, lack of mentality, I think it'll always hold you back because it's one more excuse not to start. If you look at it from a positive frame, it's one more reason to keep going, a giant reason to keep going. Um, I remember we were talking to someone and uh, we ended up telling them that most of our listeners are female. And he was like, yeah, of course. And and I remember every time I tell that to someone, they, they say, yeah, of course. And yeah, they, they assume that it's because we're, uh, from their perspective, attractive and, and in shape. It has nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with that. What it ha- Maybe not nothing, but it's most likely not that. And any of our female listeners would tell you that. It's because we're less ego-driven. We're not um, pufferfish men, for the most part, obviously. But like, my point with that is, you don't, you don't understand necessarily what's behind the scenes and people just kind of assume things the original question was can you use comparison in a healthy way to reach your goals yes but only if you're looking at the truth and you have to you have to pull back the curtain on what that truth is otherwise you'll always be making your decisions assuming things um and and we've all seen so many people that that we thought were one way and really weren't that way. So I, I guess that's what I'd end with. I don't, I don't think I made my point very well, but comparison is like an ax. You can build a house or you can use it to chop your own leg off. One of them is useful for the world. One of them is terrible and detrimental and going to debilitate you for the rest of your life. I, I don't believe, and I told Kevin, he wanted to do this this uh, live podcast about comparison. I said, I think comparison's a good thing in some cases, if it's motivating and inspiring. If it's not, you've got to be really careful. Um, but if it is, yeah, compare it, away. It can be very empowering. Like, think about it. If you are designing a building and you're like, oh, somebody just built a building and it's 146 stories, like, 
we can build a building that's at least 146. Right. Now let's try it's to build 147. Done. Right. 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 So it proves to many people that it's possible for other people to do. So if it's possible for other people, it's more possible for you than something that's never been done. So I think if it's empowering that way, but you also have to know yourself, the level of self-awareness that you have to have in terms of like, what's your natural go-to? If it's lack of and not enoughness, then you're probably going to run that into the ground and you can work on you know small incremental improvement when it comes to that. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we will take your entire night. You'll just stay up all night with us. We'll watch, well, it'll be a slumber party. My footy pajamas, ice cream. What are, we could just watch movies. Footy PJs. Yeah, they don't make them in my size. No? No, I'm um, infant Snuggy. large. Inf- infant infant large. large. <laughs> Baby uh, gap. As you can see <laughs> below, Alan and I both have one-on-one coaching spots. If you're a podcaster, you want to start your show, you have a show and you want to make money with it, you want to get better guests, whatever it may be, reach out to me. That is my jam. I am the head of Next Level Podcast Solutions. And Alan is doing peak performance coaching, peak performance business, and human optimization. It's a fancy way of telling you that you can get to the next level, the best version of yourself. DM us below. We love you. We appreciate you. And as always, you want to say it? We don't have fans. We have family. Talk to you soon. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. One podcast episode can change your life forever. If you got value from this episode, please share it with someone you care about deeply. And we will talk to you on the next one.